Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, wherever you're going. Welcome back to the Dirks in Denver podcast. As always, I'm Dirks, here with my wonderful co-host, Denver. It is Saturday, February 13th, 2021 today, and we're just going to kind of feel it out and have some fun. Obviously, for these next couple of weeks, it's a little bit of a a slow time for the more sports-related news that we're used to. And so we're just going to take uh, some of the breadcrumbs that we can and have a little have a little more fun with some of these kind of one-off segments that we're going to try out. But before we get into that, of course, I have to ask you, Denver, how are you today, buddy? Oh, I am doing awesome. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's cold as hell where I'm at, and I know it's cold where you are too. Like, I hate it. I want to move to somewhere warm to anybody who watches this and live somewhere warm i envy you i want to be you so good job i guess but i'm doing fantastic love that love that so we are going to tackle a couple of i guess more formal news items today that just sound like something that we would talk about the first one being the news that broke i believe it was yesterday my time is all kind of switched around about jj watt uh, asking for a release from the Texans and getting it almost instantly. Your initial thoughts. Why the fuck did they give it to JJ Watt, but they won't trade Deshaun Watson? That's oh, so my real question. So you're, I, one of, so you're one of those people. I am. Like, I, I guess I get it. JJ Watt has done a lot for the Texans. Like, but like, just to release a three times defensive player of the year for nothing you could at least got a couple draft picks for him all right so like, i'm gonna easily i'm gonna be the no, debbie no, 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 no. Da- i'm gonna be the debbie downer here dude we just gotta we gotta you know we gotta be balanced a little bit here's what i'm gonna tell you i understand where those comments and criticisms come from i do however to say that these two men are in even remotely similar circumstances other than the fact that it's the same team involved would be incredibly negligent. On one hand, you have Deshaun Watson, who is entering the prime of his career, just signed a huge contract, and is worth, like his his cap hit, if they were to do something with him, is enormous right now. I want to say it's, I mean, it's tens and tens of millions of dollars to do anything with him is very, very difficult. On the other hand, JJ Watt is aging. I want to say he's 31 or 32. He's coming off a couple seasons in a row where he's really battled injuries and he's been somewhat injury prone. You might say his whole career. He's owed $18 million this upcoming season, but none of it is guaranteed. So if they cut him like they did, it is zero cap hit. And the thing that I I will say about the trading thing, maybe, maybe you find somebody to trade him to. But the thing about trades in, especially in the, in the like big North American sports leagues is you usually have to have some sort of leverage. Given what I just said about JJ Watt's age, his contract situation, and the fact that he's a little bit injury prone, I don't know that you would be able to really find 
any sort of meaningful trade deal. I mean, you might get a mid-round to late-round pick or two, but a team's not going to give you any, like, a team's not going to give you a first or a second-round pick for J.J. Watt at this stage in his career. If you'd have tried it, you know, three, four years ago, you'd have got a little bit of a haul. But I understand, again, where these comments and criticisms about, well, why isn't Deshaun getting the same sort of respect from the front office? I don't think it's a respect thing at all. I think this is a complete business decision because the two men, in terms of their contracts and, and positions in their career, are just in two completely different places. Look, I understand that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get contracts play a factor. Attitude probably plays a huge factor as well. It just kind of upsets me that the Houston Texans continuously just say, okay, we'll trade you. We'll get rid of you. We'll release you for nothing. You know, but they're, but you're a leader because the quarterback's typically the leader. Uh, he... He's asked for a release. He's asked to be traded, I, I should say. So to be that stubborn about it, to say, okay, JJ, we're going to let you go. It's a business decision. But it's an even bigger business decision to get rid of Deshaun Watson because you, your leader doesn't want to play for you. So you're, you'd rather keep him around. Look, I get there's a lot. Look, JJ Watt, you're right, is is – in the later half of his career, let's put it that way. I'm not saying he's done or washed or anything like that. He's in the later half of his career. $18 million is a lot of money, especially in the NFL. So I get it. I just, good for him. I still feel bad for Deshaun Watson. But J.J. Watt overall has done all he can for the Texans. He's had a great first half of his career. Hopefully the second uh, show of his career um, the second part, the second act I should say, that's what I was trying to say the second act of his career will be hopefully good so good for him on our screen, you uh, people obviously see a dozen teams have have wanted have reached out, that's a lot yeah, the, the four highlighted here, the Steelers, Browns Bills and Titans, do you see him potentially landing and fitting in well any of those particular places? Or do you have a different destination in mind? Okay, I have one quick question. Does Do both Watt brothers play for the Steelers? Yeah, right, both now, Watt brothers? right now TJ and Derek both play for Pittsburgh, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I could see the Steelers saying, hey, come play with us. You know, you got family here. You have, you know, home can be here for you. You can be with your brothers, be with them, see them which would be so cool. I would honestly, oh, I, I would love that to up. see that. Obviously I'm a little biased because I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, but just beyond that to have, have three brothers and three dudes who, I mean, they're, they all impact the game in their own way. I think personally, the Steelers didn't uh, utilize Derek the way, I mean, he didn't really get any playing time at all except for special teams, but that's uh, again, a different, different story for a different day if they actually could use all three brothers i think this is really cool a potentially like just really awesome story so i and i'd think and that that jj would want to go here right i think he he's voiced that if i recall that he thinks it would be cool if he could play with his brothers at some point yeah i i think so too i think i think that would 
that would just be a feel-good story, you know, to end your career being able to play with your family, like your legitimate family. Now for the other three highlighted teams, I guess the Browns would be okay. I mean, they they made the playoffs last year. The Bills, if he wants to go to a team that does look like they're going to control the division for the foreseeable future, I I would I would go there. The Titans, I wouldn't go to the Titans. So, but the Steelers are the Vegas betting odds. They're my betting odds. So it makes me very excited to hopefully get to see that dynamic play out in real time. Absolutely. And I'm sure this won't be the only, you know, big name. There's still so many names that, you know, have voice. We already talked about in a previous podcast, Deshaun Watson, uh, Carson Wentz. You know, there's, there's some big names that are going to move in some fashion or another, whether it's trades or, or being cut and, and signing in free agency here in the coming weeks and months. I'm, I'm excited. Before we move on, you, I just wanted to update. We don't have it in our notes or anything, but I saw a tweet about Carson Wentz, an update on Carson Wentz, and how the Colts are offering some second, third-round picks for him. And the the tweet says that that might not actually be accurate. They're just trying to drive the price bargain up on Carson Ooh. Wentz to get the most out of him. It was from a verified source. If I could go find it, I 100% would. Uh, let I can go and do some research now, but we want to keep it going. Absolutely. We'll throw it back to the main screen. And just like that, we move on. So we talked about a little about, about J.J. Watt, and now we're kind of in this weird period, right, where the NFL season just ended. We have many, many, many months before we even really have to worry about uh, football um, in terms of professional football and, and high division uh, NCAA football being played again. And the NBA is kind of in its – this is like the down part of the NBA season where – teams are kind of just getting into their you know mid-season kind of role where the playoff picture is not super clear yet so there's not a ton to talk about on the NBA front and then FCS football starting up so we'll probably will be talking about that just because um college football is college football right it doesn't matter to me who's playing um although I do have some some biases being uh a graduate of a, a prominent FCS program, but that we'll save that for next week. So the thing that we're going to talk about and the biggest kind of sport going on at the moment is college basketball. Now, Denver will be the first to admit, I'm sure that he's more of an NBA dude, but college basketball I... is kind of where I live. And admittedly this season, just due to, um, the way the NFL season kept going on despite COVID and stuff like that, I was kind of more enamored with the NFL than I normally am. So I haven't watched quite as much NCAA basketball as I normally do, but that will change very quickly here in the next couple of weeks as we get into conference tournament time and March madness. I'm just going to go ahead and throw up the top 25 on the screen And use this as a starting point. 
Denver, how much college basketball have you watched in the last four months since the season started? Absolutely zero. I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell all of our audience right now. I haven't watched a college basketball game since I was I remember sixteen years old. I don't even watch the March Madness games. I do the brackets. Like I look at the brackets and I'm like, oh, this team's gonna win. This team's gonna win. But I don't follow college basketball at all. So this is a new kind of thread, like way I'm going here. I'm trying to expand my my brain and my audience to you know get to understand what all of this means. If college basketball is even really my thing, I do want to say that it looks like Gonzaga is really good. Uh, they're both number one in the AP and in the coaches poll. So that's cool. There's not, I mean, there's a little difference here and there between the coaches and the AP, it looks like. So is that Rutgers at 25 in the AP pool? Yes. Oh, wow. I'll I'll blow this up a little bit. Oh yeah. Okay. That's perfect. There we go. So that that looks cool gonzaga's 18 and 0 holy crap baylor 17 and 0 so to catch you up to where you need to be um right now it and for most of this season it's felt like march madness might very well be this year gonzaga and baylor against the field um both of those two teams as as you can see i mean they have no losses between them they were scheduled to play back in, I think it was December or January. And then Baylor's program had to be shut down because of COVID for two weeks. So I think Gonzaga wow. ended up playing at West Virginia, I want to say. Um, or somebody has like a stand-in, which was a good game too. But we potentially had the matchup that would have been the preview for a, per- a prospective national title game. Uh, but we were deprived of that. However, now, can I ask a question? Absolutely. Okay, I I take it Baylor in Gonzaga have like a top athlete, correct? Like a like a potential like top like a lottery pick on their team or couple? Kind of. We'll we'll pull it up here for you. So Gonzaga, uh, where? So Corey Kisper, I didn't know he was their leading scorer. I actually would have guessed it was. Uh, Jalen Suggs pretty high for a college player yeah he is he's their three-point ace uh he's expanded his his game a little bit to be a little more off the dribble this year too but this dude is nasty from three absolutely disgusting man is shooting 57 percent on this roundup field goal percentage yeah well let's just you see playing what playing bots on the basketball court uh wow yeah he shoot he shoots 48 percent from three okay steph yeah i don't know steph wore a mask and played college basketball too you can see the come up too right he's 35 his freshman year 37 and a half uh sophomore year last year was a very respect very respectable 44 percent and now he's up over 48 that has a lot to do with Gonzaga this year has just a ton, a ton of good players. Uh, let's go look at their whole roster. I'll tell you. Okay, their starters, last time I saw them play, so this could have changed a little bit. Um, stars are Joel Ayayi, uh, Corey Kispert, 
I think Andrew Nettenhart starts. Jalen Suggs was the, I believe he was, the first five-star to ever sign with Gonzaga. So he's a he's a true freshman, and he's their starting point guard. And then Drew Timmy is their other starter. I believe those are their five. I could be wrong, but I'm 90% sure that that is the fact. Let's just go look at their most recent game. They played BYU. Who's, BYU is another good team. I did not want that. I wanted the box score of the game. Can I not get the box? Oh, that's I got click on the score. We're learning. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay. So their their starting five is Timmy Kispert, Suggs, Nemhart, and Ayayi. And I mean, th this team very very good. They were very good last year. They were, I think, they were the number one team in the country when things got sh shut down. I could be wrong on that. They were at least in the conversation for sure. Um, and so I was, it, it, me getting deprived of March Madness last year just destroyed me inside. So I'm very excited for a month from now. I want to preference this. Uh, I don't know anything about college basketball again. So this will be fun. I would like to make one announcement because I am very excited about this. But when brackets, we're letting our audience know now, when brackets become available, me and Dirks are going to do one bracket apiece. And how we're determining this bracket, who has the most accurate picks for the entire the entire thing of March Madness, at the end, loser does have to do something. We have time to think about it, but we wanted to let you know now that we're going to be doing something. What it is, I don't know yet. But... It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. You know, I might have, we might eat the world's hottest chip. Uh, that, that was, that was something that came up that I thought I didn't think about, but I saw we'd have to wear like a shirt maybe that states, you know, I'm better than you. Uh, that would be pretty, pretty fucking hilarious or I suck, but something, so just something. It'll be a fun. People can get involved if we have, some audience members, some viewers who want to get involved as well, let us know. Uh, the more the merrier. Uh, but but the primary deal here is loser has to do something. Yeah, I'm so. excited. It, I uh, that's always one of my favorite things to do every year for sport is to fill out a, a March Madness bracket. It's a good time. One thing that I do want to just point out. Now, this for you might not mean as much, but it, it should mean something. You, you know a little bit just based on, you know, where the top prospects usually come out of for college and stuff like that. Yeah. What you might notice this year, there's some big, big, big schools missing from the top 25. There there's is. no I, There's first... no Duke. There is no Kentucky. There is no North Carolina. Uh, there's gotta be more that I'm just kind of breezing over right now, but I mean, some of the blue bloods, right? They're not there this year. And that that's very interesting. I want to say it was a week ago. And so I think it still probably holds true. Cause I'm not seeing anybody that would break, um, the statement last year or last week's AP poll 
the 13 winningest programs in the history of college basketball were not included. That's insane. That is a very the, that the that's a step most that blows my mind. winning program to appear last week was Purdue here at number twenty four. Wow. Hey, I would like to make a quick statement here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have to eventually take a short little intermission on the stream here in a couple minutes. Just uh, things are going on, so I wanted to point that out to any viewers who are watching right now. We can edit and cut this part out, yeah, 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 which is yeah. fantastic. But I love that college basketball right now looks like how I'd want it to look because all I know is Duke is always good. North Carolina is always good. Kansas. Uh, Kansas is another one I forgot. They're right here. They they were in the top 25 last week, and but they're on a losing streak right now. So they're up. Okay, you. Uh, one of my clients, so – personal thing is i work with special needs adults and he loves ku he can even recite the ku like song like the pride <laughs> song in in a hundred percent like uh, love certainty that. <laughs> he he's he's awesome i love that guy but every anytime i see ku i'm like oh shit here we go again type of thing Absolutely. And I think the best part is since those kind of blue bloods have have trickled off and and had some down years, we're seeing, obviously, you have to have someone to replace them, right? And we're seeing the resurgence of some programs that have been down, more down in recent years and, and have been slowly building back up. Ohio State is not typically a top four basketball team. Uh, Illinois is has really built themselves up in recent years. And now they're a, a legitimate, you know, top 10 basketball team. Uh, Houston has been good for a long while, but they are, they are really good this year. They just lost last week. So they dropped, I think they were well, this is down three. So they were fifth at a minimum. I want to say they were up in the top four, three or four. They're very recently like this year is going to be fun to watch. There's a lot of good basketball teams. It will be very fun to watch. I'm excited. College basketball, here we go. Denver's involved. All right, back to it. In the time since we started recording this podcast, breaking news on the NCAA basketball front. I did not realize it, but yes, today is a Saturday, and that is when the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee reveals their top four seeds for each region uh, in the weeks leading up to the NCAA tournament. It's kind of like the college football playoff uh, shows that they do every week leading up to the final reveal. Let's throw it over to the screen. So with this bracket, this this like top four projected seeds, would they put Baylor and Gonzaga opposite like ends of the bracket so they no, could play so each other. No, the way this would go They would play each other in the final four. No, they would play in the national title game. So the way for the most part there's exceptions to the rule based on you can't have rematches before the sweet 16 and stuff like that. Um the one seeds it like Gonzaga gets the number 1 overall number 1 seed which would mean they would go in the west 
they would go into the West bracket. Baylor would get the number two overall seed. So if you're looking at the bracket, Gonzaga would be top left and Baylor okay. would be top right. So the only way they would oh. play each other is if they, they win out and meet in the national title game. Gotcha. Mich- See, Michigan, trying to... Michigan would be the number three overall one seed and Ohio State is fourth. And then it goes opposite. Typically, they put the best number two with the worst number one. And then second best number two with the third. Yeah, you get the the picture. So, if you look at it, the best odd-numbered seeds will be at the top. And the best even-numbered seeds will be at the bottom. Awesome. All right. And thanks for explaining that to me because I had no idea what's going on. Yeah. So this is just fun to look at perspective matchups. We got to see Gonzaga and Iowa actually played in Sioux Falls in December cool. uh, at the, at the Pentagon. Yeah. That was quite interesting. No fans. I would, I would have a hundred percent found a way into that game if, uh, if fans were allowed, but um baylor texas that's a conference matchup that could be interesting uh what else what else what else no mizzou in there yeah missouri quietly having a very very good season they upset uh, several several teams and kind of made a name for themselves i'm just excited man this isn't uh of any real consequence right now obviously there's still several weeks before the actual selection show but uh yeah i'm just excited Alrighty. Moving forward, we have a topic that we're going to go kind of, we're going to rewind a little bit. This was news that I think broke during, during Super Bowl week, if I recall. And we were just focused on Super Bowl things, so we didn't really get to it at the time. But Trevor Bauer, pitcher in MLB, who has played for... I think of Cleveland and Cincinnati right off the top of my head. He might've played for a couple other teams. Not a hundred percent sure. Baseball is easily the third most popular sport in like the North American professional leagues behind football and basketball. It's a, it's a distant third, but he signed with the Dodgers, which got Denver and I thinking about salary caps in sports because obviously you look at the NFL and the NBA, the two professional leagues that he and I follow most, they both have uh, hard salary caps and, and rules about, you know, you have to spend at least this much, but you can't go over this amount kind of thing. Otherwise you have to pay the luxury tax, stuff like that. And then there's always a, a, usually a hard cap at the very, very, very top end. But that's not like that in baseball. And we are now going to kind of dive into the realm of are salary caps good or do they make the games a little more boring? Denver, your initial thoughts. Okay, so when I think of salary caps, I truly believe they're... I like how baseball is kind of like you can do whatever you want in an aspect. It's like playing like a real world, like no salary cap franchise mode where you're just like, I can sign all the big stars. Like 
I can have Patrick Mahomes with like Antonio the Brown. I don't know why I said Antonio Brown. Odell Beckham Jr. and they can be paid a hundred million dollars. Some crazy. I, overall, though, I like that their salary caps, especially because I I am the basketball one of us too, the NBA side anyway. And if there wasn't salary caps, I there would be some bad. There's like okay, so you look at the Brooklyn Nets right now, like they're a good example. They pay such a huge luxury tax, or they're going to have to pay like a huge luxury tax because they got like almost three max deals on their on their salary. Like that's that's a oof. So their salary tax is going to be high, but in baseball, it's you said it earlier when you first brought it up to me off stream was you could just buy the championship. You could just buy the title. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting concept. I think overall salary caps are great for sports. Great for sports because if they're not, (laughs) we love the dogs in the background. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can hear the dogs. I would like to preference that my dog was humping another dog right there. And I don't know if she meant it. We can't, we got to cut this. Stop. No, we can't talk about that. <laughs> what do you mean? You're talking YouTube. You, we can talk about it here live on stream. So yeah, on stream, stream but that makes it harder for me. I got to go back and cut this shit. Move, move, move on. One second. Before you move on, I'm throwing it up on the screen. Of course, the announcement, Trevor Bauer to the to the Dodgers. And this is kind of what, what Denver is talking about. So continue as you were. So, like, having a payroll, like it says here on stream, is, is it like, insane. Look at that. $217 million a year for a 26-man payroll. Or 226 in total. Like, that's insane. When you look at the NBA... I think it's like 120 or 126, some somewhere in that, yeah. that range of like, you get this much, like you said, you get this much money, you need to have this many guys, can't go over, or you're paying the luxury tax. In baseball, that's insane. Absolutely. Like, I would like to preference one thing before you go on. $217 million is as much as one NBA player makes on a super max contract right now and that's Giannis or Giannis I say Giannis Giannis so that's that, just one that's guy o- but that's, that's over, over four years. or five years right yeah yeah kind of insane we'll go back to 2020 to update this this is obviously the most kind of relevant information we just saw the Dodgers won the World Series and definitely look poised based on their pitching staff now to go do it again now, they weren't number one last year due to the, the prorated salaries due to COVID. They were number two. It was pretty close, though, between them and the Yankees. $108.5 million that they paid. The team that they played in the World Series is all the way down here at 28.3. Now, obviously, you can use that as an illustration. You can't just buy the title. Yes and no. There's exceptions to every rule, right? If you go and look at the majority of teams that win the title, let's go back to 2019. The two teams that competed for the 
for the World Series title were top eight in salary. And I mean that they're competitive with basically everybody in front of them, right? Except there's always these teams up top that kind of break the bank, but this is going to be corrected a little bit because the Red Sox and the Cubs are coming down off of competing, you know, in like 2018 and stuff. The Red Sox paid 22 million more dollars than everybody else. And they played against the Dodgers in the, in the world series. You can, to an extent, buy your way to the title. And that doesn't feel great. In my opinion, again, you could make the argument that you can kind of, you can kind of buy your way there in other sports too, but they, they force you to make a trade off, right? You have to sign at least like kind of, I'm going to go back to a, a 2K term, the budget ballers, right? You you got to have dudes that fill in the fill in the squad that don't make a lot of money. They they force you to do that. Whereas right now, God, I, I forget where I saw it, but uh, the Dodgers pitching staff for 2021, I mean, you have the, the guys that everyone knows, Walker Bueller, uh, Clayton Kershaw, uh, Jose Urias, or Juli- uh, I forget his name. I again not a big baseball guy, um, and now they have Trevor Bauer and I want to say who's their other starter. Anyway, basically they're five starters in the in their main rotation. You could take any one of those dudes and it, he'd be like the ace on most other staffs in in the league. And that's just weird to me. You, you it really is buying. Buying at least a spot in the World Series, it feels like at the very most, or at the very least, rather. You know, the Dodgers remind me of the Miami Heat in 2011. You know, you had like the three big guys: Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron. But like you said, you have to make trade-offs. Can you name like? Okay, we're from Mitchell, South Dakota. Woo. Mike Miller was on that roster. Yes, he was. Like. Let's be real. Mike Miller was making bet minimum, which was a million a year at that time. It might have even been a little less, to be honest with you. But th- it's like, you want to have the three best players? Well, you're going to have the nine most average players in the league. And in baseball, there's no such thing, which kind of makes baseball stupid. That's just my preference. It's stupid. Like you look at this, what, they have what, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. They have eight guys making at least fourteen million dollars a year. Stupid. It's 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 That's, absolutely insane. Like it it is what it is. Stupid. I'm sure baseball has their they their reasons for this, and obviously it's based a lot on the teams in the big markets get more money. That just makes sense, but. It, it feels very, very, very different whether you like that type of thing or not to the other leagues. And that's just something that we wanted to talk about today because it, it's big right now. The, the Dodgers somehow just keep finding money in the midst of a pandemic. They found enough to now Trevor Bauer makes the most money on their team now. And they already had a dude making $31 million a season. It's just, it's just insane. But we will leave this debate open to maybe be picked up at a later 
date. Alrighty. Again, moving forward. It's Saturday, Denver. Do you my do favorite? You know, do you know what? Do you know what day it is? You know what best time it is? Of the week. The best of Twitter. We love this. This is this is just such a fun segment to do. <laughs> One moment here while I get things situated. Alrighty, I think we're good to go now. <laughs> we're just going to hop right into it. <laughs> Tweets of the week, the best of Twitter, whatever you want to call this segment. We're not settled on it yet. All we know is we have fun. Let's go. Okay, so to start off, I saw this. Okay, so Robert Horry played for the Lakers and the Spurs and all those teams that won. And <laughs> to compare himself to Tom Brady is honestly the funniest thing in the entire world. I love this meme in the first place. I think it's fantastic. And I love that Robert Horry was the one to do it. Like, what a Robert Horry thing to do, to be like, hey, Tom, I see you. You see me. No one's better than us. Now, truly, uh, with the, to, his, to an like, extent, math here, he's better than Michael Jordan. To an extent here, right, Robert Horry is remembered a lot, in our minds anyway, I'm going to say, for those last couple of years on the Spurs where he picked up his last two titles just because that was – the only time that we got to see him play, right? The rest of his playing career was mostly before we were even born. Um, so I think he picked up two with the Rockets in the early 90s, three with the Lakers in the early 2000s, and then two with the Spurs, if I remember right. And so, yeah, he, he has seven titles, but he was never the dude on any of those teams. He was a starter, I believe, in Houston, and then he was like the sixth man in LA and San Antonio. So for him, yes, to compare himself to Tom Brady, I love this. Obviously, we know this he's just kind of trolling a little bit, but Big Shot Rob is firing the shots. I love it. Alrighty. Moving forward. I saw this yesterday, loved it. Trevor Lawrence had his pro day at Clemson yesterday and was just firing balls all over the field, doing what he does. He's almost a lock to be the number one pick. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. However, rivals, the, the high school scouting site tweeted out this video from him in 2015. <laughs> I'll let it play. One plus two. Seven minus five. One, Where he whiffs kind of bad on three one consecutive throws to the net. And Trevor Lawrence takes this and says, hey, chill. I've never been a big net thrower guy, but I appreciate the love. <laughs> and I just, that's, I, lo that's I love this, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just, it just struck me. I, it, it's just funny. Oh my god. Okay, so with this tweet I saw was if people don't know, KFC apparently is coming out with a console. 
Where you can, it's yeah, a legit you, you thing. can game and it like warms or or fries your chicken. Keeps right? your chicken warm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I love how they had the balls to tweet this out. We need ideas to make Cold War League play great this year. Help casual players. Bo4 style ranking. Why not just copy the World War II ranking system like the community wants? And then he throws on. It's true, oh though. So God. to add some context to this, Black Ops Cold War just added league play uh, to their game after it's now been out for like three, four months. And it's really not a ranked mode. It It's kind of an arbitrary thing. There was a there's professionals being put in the lowest tier. Like it it is really not a ranked mode. It it doesn't feel great. I haven't played it because again I said it uh, last week. I'm not a really big fan of Cold War multiplayer. However, this this just hit home because all anybody wants is a ranking system like World War II. Because while that game maybe wasn't the most fun to play, man was the ranking system absolutely perfect. And just, yeah, this poor guy. R.I.P. Love this meme. R.I.P. <laughs> Dude, I just, I saw this last night and just died. I laughed so hard. <laughs> so we we are all fairly familiar, any sports fan, any basketball fan, familiar with the story about how I think it was like James, Dr. James Naismith, the guy who invented basketball, had like peach baskets, peach wicker baskets, I think it was. And he, he decided to cut the bottoms out of them. And like, that's kind of the base of the game of basketball. And so this person took like their big wicker basket, threw a basketball in there. And dude, just the caption, whoever, if this is original content from John Rothstein, oh, dude, that's, that's actually a meme. So going back to NCAA basketball, there's a man who covers college basketball. It's like the only thing he does for, I think it's CBS. And his name is John, like John, like regular spelling of John Rothstein. And so this is like a parody account. <laughs> um, and so James Day oh, Smith, this goes oh, crazy. oh, this goes crazy. <laughs> oh, I love this. That is, Just, this that is, is a, one of the best memes tweet. I've seen in a long time. One of the best memes I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Moving on. Charlie Intel, you know, it's Valentine's Day weekend. You know, everyone's in the loving mood if you're in a relationship. Charlie Intel, before you get yourself in a relationship, make sure you have an anti-cheat activated. <laughs> I looked at this and I was like, oh, man. Oh, that's a great thing. Because one, Call of Duty ain't got no anti-cheat, which sucks. But you want to have that anti-cheat activated, man. <laughs> you want to make sure you're in a good prime position. So it just made me laugh. I thought of Valentine's Day since it's tomorrow. And I thought it was just a good, funny, oh, funny old tweet. Excellent content. I saw this as well. And I've seen some dogs behave like this before, but I think this is funny. This is great. Twitter in one video.
If that ain't the most accurate shit I ever saw in my life. Right? Yeah, so, you know, when when that internet wall is up, oh, god damn, we just go at each other's throats, and then you meet them face-to-face, you're like, what's dude? Oh, dude, I just love it. Is that it? Is that it? Oh, no, I have one more. I have one more, and then we'll move on to the next segment. I don't know if you saw this. This is absolutely hilarious. This is a Zoom call with a... Uh, like an attorney a judge um and then the the other attorney and one of the attorneys (laughs) turned on a filter on zoom and couldn't take it off i'll just let it play with the original audio i believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings Uh, you might want to uh Uh, we're trying to can you hear me judge I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, the... it is, and I don't <laughs> I know think how it's to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's I'm here live. That's not. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I can. I can see that. <laughs> Jerry is up there like. <laughs> I love like, that. Oh, I love that done. at the end. He's like, I'm. I'm here live. I'm. I'm not a cat. <laughs> Oh, dude, I just, we said it last week. We'll probably say it every week we do this, this bit. How is Twitter free? This is the best entertainment you could ever ask for. You just scroll Twitter for an hour on a Friday night. You find all sorts of great stuff. That is best tweets of the week. Uh, the best of Twitter, whatever we want to call this. Again, we're not sure, but I hope you enjoyed. We're going to move on now. We're getting down here to the nitty gritty. We have one more little little bit that's based off of Twitter as well that Denver doesn't really know about. I'm just kind of springing this on him. So he's going to yeah, be really Jesus. excited. Um, and so we're going to get into this very quickly. It's two different kind of questions I've seen that are related to the NFL and the NFL draft coming up that are kind of like debate type questions. So we're going to have a, a quick little debate we're not going to let this drag out for too long let's get right into it all right denver so we just uh we're gonna wind down the nfl season go into the offseason here on a couple of couple of high notes hopefully we have an old school versus new school matchup this was tweeted out by fox uh fox sports nfl where it gave you the two sets of running backs. You have the running backs from like the that were prolific in the mid 2000s and then the running backs who are prolific now. What set would you take? Oh, this is a tough one. I think I I think I go with the 2000s running back running backs. I mean, I like my running backs that have a lot of power, so I like Lynch and Gore. Like, I get Derrick Henry's down there, but McCaffrey, eh, Dalvin, eh, Kamara, eh. And you just look at them. Those those 2000s running backs are all bona fide Hall of Famers. Oh, they will, they will all 100% be in the Hall of Fame. I will concede that. So, I just don't, I don't see how you would take the 2010 running backs. All right. Well, I'll tell you. I'll just take the other side for fun. All right. Although I think I believe this, right? All right, you got the top here. Can you tell me 
really what distinguishes Marshawn Lynch from AP from from Frank Gore? To me, they all kind of have this the same flavor, you know? They're all very powerful downhill runners. They don't really dawdle in the backfield much, right? So you have these three guys, and none of them are very prolific out of the backfield catching the ball or anything like that. And then LT. LT is the most well-rounded probably of the three, but he, he's a little smaller, right? Wasn't as great running in between the tackles, although, again, not trying to diminish what he did. He's probably... You could make the argument that he's the best out of these four, in a way. Down here, I just think you get the best mix. If you're, if I'm making a team, and for some odd reason I decided to sign four running backs, even though it's 2021, and why the heck would I have four running backs on my team at one time? I think the bottom crew of Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry gives me the the best kind of flavor palette for lack of a better kind of analogy we have the the very powerful downhill runner who is deceptively fast like these guys right so henry kind of fits the bill that peterson gore and lynch did we have the kind of do it all back in dalvin cook you know he he's very good everywhere despite his size i think he compares favorably in, in, in most ways to the style of play that LT put together. And then you kind of have these do-it-all type of guys that I really think would be would be valuable if you're putting together a backfield. You kind of got the more powerful, like, um, it's kind of scat-back type thing in Christian McCaffrey, and then the more finesse uh, scat-back in Kamara. I just think... In terms of if I'm forming a well-rounded group, I think I would rather have the bottom. I mean, maybe. I, I, I guess I just like powerful, like, downhill runners. Like, I like – see, I've always liked the run over the pass, too. So, like, get in there, get dirty. I The 2000s running backs would – I think would destroy the 2010 running backs. I think the 2010 running backs are they're too. How how do I put it in a nice way? They're. I hate saying the word soft because you're not really soft as an NFL player, like by any means. But like, the top four played in still played in the relatively like rough NFL, where there wasn't a lot of protections, up until like 2008, or so. So maybe Peterson and Lynch move on, but definitely Gore and Tomlinson, they played in like the NFL where it was like, I'm going to hit you and you're going to feel it for until like Thursday type of NFL. So that's just my opinion on it. But that yeah, way to spring that on me. I wasn't prepared for that. That was a fun little topic. We got one more for you that I've had some time to think about. So I'll, I'll go first and give you some time to think. I love these type of things. You have $10, build your offense from the 2021 draft class. Alrighty. I thought about this a little bit after I seen this tweet earlier in the week. I'd spend $4 on Trevor Lawrence, so I got six left. I'd also spend $4 on Penny Sewell. So now I have $2, which believes me, I, I have to take Rashad Bateman and Javante Williams. 
Here's why. It's 100% a fact that the most important position in all of sport is the quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence is far and away the most equipped to make an impact in the NFL right away. I want Trevor Lawrence. Your quarterback does nothing if he's not being protected. We saw that in the Super Bowl. I want the best offensive lineman in the draft, and that's Penny Sewell. And while that sticks me with Javante Williams at running back and Rashad Bateman at receiver, both of those dudes are really, really talented. They're probably going to go in the first two rounds, the both of them. So I don't think there was really a, a wrong answer in the middle two columns. Now that you've had a, a little bit to think on it, tell me, how right am I? I would like... Uh, maybe you're completely right i don't know all right just give um, it i i, I kind of set you up there all right what are your picks tell me speak okay so i want to preference again i only know three of these players i know trevor lawrence devonta smith and justin Fields. Oh, yeah. we gotta throw okay. that out there too denver just hates college athletics for some reason he doesn't watch college football either he's got something wrong in the brain i don't we won't judge him too harshly for it right here right now think so tim i think i think college football or college sports is just meh but first off i'm going with trevor lawrence that's my first pick all right which leaves me with six dollars six then i'm taking uh rashawn slater which puts me at seven dollars then i'm taking Devonta no, 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 smith that's not how that, that's not how that works he has to be good and then what? You said he had seven dollars left after. What? <laughs> you have you have four dollars left. And Ooh. then I guess I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just what? Wait. No, because okay. I took Justin yeah, Fields you... or T Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so you have that's six dollars. And then I took Rashawn Slater, and that's another three. That's seven. You've you've used Rashawn seven. Slater's three bucks. Okay, you've used seven. You said you had seven left. I think I, I was just making sure that we're on the same page. You have three dollars oh, okay, okay. remaining. Like, you have three dollars remaining. We're just, I, I'm taking taking Devonta Smith with two bucks. I have one dollar remaining, which means Javante Williams. I don't know who you are, but you're gonna be my running back, and I hope you're good because I just stated I like my running backs. I like to run the ball, so <laughs> hopefully you're good. And that's kind of been our mixed bag of the week. I like those two debate things. We got you gotta think about it a little you know yeah because i don't know any of these guys that makes no, me three. so sad who's zach wilson who the hell is zach wilson what a generic name you're kidding right dude how do you not know any of I, these guys he is the, i don't i don't he, he's like the who is pat for Fermont? <laughs> pat fryer pat fryer muth is the tight end from penn state All okay, right. Zach Zach Wilson is going to go in the top five of the draft, probably, so you should probably learn who he is. Okay, cool. Uh, dude, it just makes me so sad. We got to move on. We got to move on. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> We're going to wrap it there for this week. I hope you enjoyed everything. If you're sticking around here till the end of the full uh, podcast, 
And don't forget that wherever you are and wherever you're going, we appreciate you being here. And until next time, we'll see you.